informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joanne perrott founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog and let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Pod Dog. This week we're talking to the amazing Natasha Filler all about man trailing and why it's so addictive. How are you Natasha? I'm very well thank you. So Natasha, before we even start talking about man trailing and how you got into it, let's talk about how you got into working dogs in the first place. So my background, I started with horses, like many dog trainers. Um, I've been involved with horses since I was tiny um, and then went to university and studied equine science, came out, worked and competed with lots of them. And then um, a few years ago, I lost um, my last horse and I just couldn't face having another one. Um, And I'd already got dogs, so then I became a collector of dogs. Um, (laughs) uh, And then I became a dog walker through um, a very good trainer. A friend of mine poked me to become a dog walker for reactive and dogs that need space. So I do one-to-one walking. And then I naturally sort of progressed into learning more about dog training and became a dog trainer um, and realised that the dog's nose uh, kind of floated my boat so I became a scent work instructor and then specialized and became a man training instructor after becoming very addicted with my own dogs. So you started out working with horses like many of us do and then you went on to working with dogs. Did you always want to work with the high-energy dogs or did you start out working with every type of dog? So it started off as all dogs. Um, I've had uh, springers and working dogs in my life for a very long time. My granddad had springers and so did my great uncle and worked them. So I've always been around the higher energy dog um, and kind of, yeah, floats my body. I like to do stuff. I'm not a person that can sit on the sofa um, cuddled up. Um, But I had a rescue toy poodle, which um i struggled to find out what made her click um she was really quite shut down so i started dog training and then um as a handler and that kind of opened all the doors and i started to find out that i was really interested in different body language and how to get a dog to unlock its just its personality um and then that kind of leads into uh the high energy dogs and everything else um, so I eked down the dog sport route, um, and that's how I got there. It is quite interesting, isn't it? Because my daughter has a cavapoo. He used to do some sort of gun dog training with us. He would sort of get involved, but not completely. But now she takes it to agility. It's a little flying machine. She's going to start competing with it. The whole new activity really brings the dog alive. It is interesting how our high-energy dogs can end up doing many different hobbies that they truly love. Yeah, I mean, I've got four dogs currently, um, and 
different dog sports float their boat it means i'm constantly on the go and constantly busy because none of them do really do the same uh, uh, activity there's a few crossovers i've got chihuahua she loves doing trick training she goes absolutely mental and manic for it loves doing parkour and being really busy especially for a chihuahua she's just ball of energy um i've got two poodles one now is retired but he did canny sports and a bit of tricks he's very uh subdued quite quiet likes obedience um not so much now he's now become an old man that's gone oh, i don't remember anything i have no recall whatsoever um and then my other poodle he's three he's very busy but he's very nose orientated loves his scent work loves um man trailing but also loves um hoopers and the canny sports the canny cross and the bike drawing um and then recently um i got a sprocker back to my roots of spaniels and yeah he's like a whirlwind loves um gun dog work that was never intended with him he was going to be an operational scent dog um is very good at it but doesn't float his boat shoved a dummy in front of him and went ah that's what i'm here to do so he does he got me into my back into the gun dog stuff but he loves to run so chuck him in a harness and he loves his canny sports and his man trailing there used to be this idea didn't there that a dog could only do sort of one working sport but now we're seeing these dual purpose multi-purpose dogs that can be doing you know gun dog training on a saturday candy cross on a tuesday can be doing scent work on a thursday and they couldn't really be involved in multiple types of hobbies with us yeah and i like the fact that if you get the right trainer they can work with everything so um saturday for example with um, my spaniel we were man trailing I haven't man trailed um, particularly hard for a while with him. Um, we were doing some really hard trails with one of our head instructors. And with the gun dog stuff, he's learned to use his nose in a different way and it started to affect his man trailing. So you can get things that kind of in theory seem the same, but when you break things down, you go, ah. So you really have to be clever with some of the stuff that you do to make sure that they don't contradict each other. But I think it's great that we have so many dogs out there now that can be an all-round family dog, can go out and work one day, but then the next day they're at the pub by your feet going to sleep. <laughs> so for listeners who are listening to us today, what exactly is man trailing? So man trailing is a fairly new sport um, over here. And it is, as I say, really addictive, um, massively addictive. I get so many people that are like, ah, I've done an intro and I must start trailing now. Um, and it is a brilliant natural way of your dog using their uh, natural instincts. So we use a combination of ground and air scenting um to find a specific missing person um where other uh, tracking and stuff they use only ground disturbance search and rescue is only air we use the natural dog's ability so it's actually a lot quicker for the dog to grasp the idea of the game because you're not having to make sure that their nose is stuck to the floor like you do in tracking fantastic so if i was to take my dog out today and go to a man training event what is it exactly that we would do? 
So um, lots of people find it a bit silly. So there'll always be a missing person. Um, and that missing person at the beginning will be present for the dog to see where they're going. They get the dog really nice and excited. Um, lots of cute puppy voices, high pitched, running off ah, with their favorite toy or treat. And then you'll have the dog team. So you have your dog and your handler. The dog will be in a correctly fitting harness. So it keeps them nice and comfortable and safe. You'll be attached to the line. And then after doing some of the rituals that we do, the dog will then head off after the misper. Um, to start with, your trails are nice and short, so the dog doesn't have to work too hard and gets their reward quite quickly. Um, but the more advanced you go, you, you can not stop. We've got kilometre-long trails, hour-long trails, but it's all fun and games uh, through the undergrowth. As I learned on Saturday, don't wear shorts. Um, but yeah, it's great fun. You get lots of members of the public looking at you as you're hiding out in the wood with these pots of food, looking at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, so it's great fun. Lots of in the countryside, hiding in woodlands and standing around in car parks. Fantastic. Now that sounds super high-end. Super good for the dog. Super good for you. Who exactly can do man training? Anybody. This is what I love about this sport. Anybody can do it. Any person, any dog. As long as they've got a clean bill of health um, and the vet is quite happy uh, for the dog to do it, anybody. We've got all different types of breeds from your obvious breeds of hounds right through to tiny chihuahuas, pugs, French bulldogs, all sorts. Um, because we work the dog individually, um, we can cater every trail for the dog that's in front of us. Um, so anybody can come along to the session, whether you're advanced or a beginner, um, and do whatever trail's there. And that's what's fun because the, the people that are just starting out can see what it's like to be more advanced and the more advanced people can help the other people move along. We can also cater for any person. We've got people that trail in wheelchairs, We've got people that trail that have got mobility issues just because we can cater everything for that particular person and that particular dog. This sounds loads of fun. So how does it help you and your dog? Does it build teamwork? Does it build bonds? How exactly would it help me and my dog? It definitely helps to build bonds and teamwork because you're working together and the dog, you, you haven't got the nose of a dog. So the dog has to work. So the dog learns to become a little bit more independent, but relies on you for a little bit of confidence. The dog learns that you never put them in a situation that is scary or is going to harm them. But they also get to harness their natural instincts and be able to use them without getting nagged at or be told that it's not right. It also helps dogs that do have reactivities to whatever's going on because we can cater again for them. So if they're particularly people um, worried about people, dog, uh, people aggressive and anything like that, we change it up. So the misper will be hiding, but the reward will either come from somebody that the dog already trusts or will be out in front of the, the missing person. So it's getting their reward and the person's there, but not in their space. And then slowly we can change things up as the dog gets more confident, people can get closer to the reward. And because there's certain ways that we run the start of our um, man trailing, the dog soon learns that when this happens, I'm working. 
So then I don't, when I'm working, no one gets in my space. So then the dog starts to forget if it's dog reactive, that there's a dog over there or there's a person over there because I'm working and it starts to eke out into their everyday life. And because man trailing is a lot for us about learning to read the dog's body language because we need to know whether they're going the right direction or not, we start to learn their body language out on a walk or in the local park or when we're at the vets and we're like, hang on a minute, that dog, is, he's gone a bit tense. Hang on a minute, we can, we can solve this problem before it turns into a problem. And the dog goes, ah, oh, mum and dad are on it. They know what I'm saying without having to step over my threshold, which is great. This must be great for a dog that needs to be both mentally and physically stimulated, to be focused when it's in an environment rather than just sort of running from this thing to this thing from this dog to this duck and you know not doing anything other than just getting physical exercise this really is a proper mental and physical workout isn't it guaranteed i get so many photos at the end of session especially from my newbies that go oh my god it he slept and i get photos of absolutely zonked out dogs that are like belly up poke them nothing the dog is out for the count and they're like i can't believe he's so tired i'm like because yeah, you physically and you've mentally tired them out they've had they've used their brain they've used their nose it takes a lot for them to figure out what's going on they have to distinguish and have self-control i need to sniff that scent to find the missing person not the bunny that's just jumped over there so it takes a lot of power for them to do man trailing. And yeah, that is a definite upside of a side effect of man trailing is that if you go man trailing in the morning, your dog is out for the camp for the rest of the day. We have so many people who say, my dog is mentally not getting workout in needs. It's physically just getting fitter and fitter. But when it comes back in the house, it's not switching off. So something like this must be fantastic for it. If somebody's new and wants to do man trailing, what equipment do they need? What do they need to get beforehand? Why do they need to get it? So right at the beginning, you will uh, do an intro with an instructor, which is basically a session which teaches you and your dog what is involved. Um, what for us and uh, for an instructor and for the handlers to find out what's rewarding for the dog um because obviously a dog's not going to work for absolutely nothing um and to make sure that you're safe in doing it so we need to have a nice fitted y-fronted harness that allows for pull there's lots of harnesses out there that are either designed to be uncomfortable for the dog to pull in or just aren't generally designed for a pull so i always recommend like the canny cross harnesses that are literally designed for the dog to pull into um, a really secure, strong line, because your dog's going to be working in front of you at a fair distance, so you'll be able to read the dog's body language. We usually recommend about a seven and a half to 10 meter long line. And then rewards for your dog. And that's completely individual to every single dog. Some dogs are super food motivated, but when they come to do man trailing, actually what they find more interesting is hunting. So then when the person, especially the Spaniels, so when the person at the end of the thing has a bit of kibble, they're like, mm, I'd rather carry on hunting, thank you. So we need to find out what makes a dog tick, um, whether it be food or a toy or a tug. Um, we have a few within um, man training kit that are 
ancient breeds that like things like blades of grass, feathers, just floating around in front of them and they're quite happy to carry them back. So it's very individual. And then a good pair of gloves. As you move on, a good pair of gloves because they can get quite strong and it hurts your hands. When we started this call, I had this sort of concept of man trailing because I've never been man trailing that it would literally be like almost like canny cross type of dog going flat out, running everywhere. Um, but as you're talking, I'm sort of imagining far slower pace where we are hunting together, enjoying ourselves and more of a control sport. Is that right? Yeah, one of our major rules for man training is no running. Um, if you start running, it goes wrong quickly. Either you'll be pulled over um, or you will overshoot potential junction with your scent and that's what's great because everyone goes oh but i can't run but you don't need to run um and if you've got a strong pulling dog you've always got your um instructor behind you we can always put another line on to help anchor because some dogs are big and are strong and get very excited in what they're doing but it is it's not quite as slow and methodical as tracking but it is all about um, keeping the pace at a lower level. So that's where the bonding and the confidence as a team comes in because you need to work together. The dog needs to understand that you've only got two legs and it's not as easy for you to jump over brambles as you need to understand that you can't stop them too much, otherwise you put them off their trail. Coming from a background of uh, fox hunting, when you first started talking about this, I literally thought, oh my God, a horse can't keep up sometimes with foxhounds. So how am I going to keep up with my dog? So it is very um, nice of you to clear that part up because I was a little bit panicky, I've got to be honest. For somebody interested in doing this now, if they are training their dog for um, gun dog work, is this going to be something that can go alongside that? Is it going to affect it? Can you do both? Should you only do one or the other? Um, I don't know if it particularly helps, but it certainly doesn't hinder. Um, my uh, Spaniel, he's now 16 months and he's been man trailing since he was eight weeks or 10 weeks old um, and has been doing gun dog work since he was about six months. Um, and it certainly doesn't hinder his gun dog work and his gun dog work doesn't really hinder his man trailing. Um, we have a set ritual that always happens at the beginning of every trail we do on man trailing. So for a dog that sparks, this is the job I'm doing. When I go and do gun dog work, he's not put in a harness. It's all completely different. So he will walk nicely on his slip lead at gun dog work when we're out walking and everything else. But I go and check a harness on him and he pulls me like a train. Um, hence why I don't now walk him out normal walks in a harness because <laughs> it's not enjoyable. Um, so because there's a difference, and I do make that really clear to all of my dogs, because I do allow them to pull in harness, um, they don't walk in a harness. That's just quite simply. Some people go, well, different harnesses the dogs can learn. They can, and I'm going to do a comparison. Um, for us women, if we're in a bra... A normal bra we don't really want to run in it but if we have to we will uh, if we're in a sports bra we're okay to run if we don't wear a bra you're not going to catch us running for a bus and i kind of explain that that's how i explain a harness for a dog i have a really clear cut if you're in a harness you can pull 
If you're not in a harness, you're not allowed to pull. There's no, oh, well, this harness feels a bit different, but you're more likely to get pulling and be, have an annoying walk because you're going to nag them. So I don't think it affects gun dog work at all. And that's a big ask of a new handler, isn't it? To be able to teach the differences, the nuances between two harnesses to a young dog so that he knows in one I'm going to pull like mad and in the other I'm not going to pull at all. So yeah, I fully agree with you on this. For somebody trying to get hold of you, to find out more about the sport, to find out more about um, your background, what you train, etc. How can they get hold of you? What's the best way to find out more? So, uh, you can always kind of find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube um, with Poodery Follow the Nose. Um, but if you're just too far away from me, uh, Man Trailing UK have a website and they have a find an instructor button. Um, and so you can find any instructor that is available to you. We are nationwide. We're even moving up, we're up in Scotland. Uh, we've got a few instructors, I think, in Ireland now. They're doing another um, instructor course there. And we've even got some instructors in Canada now. Um, and then once you can liaise with them, there's usually um, links to their websites or their Facebook pages and get in contact with them and sort out getting an intro in. And once you've done your intro, the joys of Man Trailing UK is you can take it on holiday because you can come and trail with any instructor. So if you do your... Um, intro in wales and you decide you're going to go to cornwall on holiday we've got an instructor down in cornwall you can just jump on one of their sessions and take man training on holiday fantastic so everything you've just covered i'm going to add to the show notes below if anybody's trying to find natasha you can find all the information there what has been your best sort of man training experience to date natasha oh i have loads um if you look on my facebook page like Every session is like the best session in the world. Um, my main thing that I love about uh, man training personally, because I'm really intrigued by dogs' body language and helping the handler understand their dog. Because obviously I do this a lot. So I see lots of little telltale signs in the dog quite a few weeks, sometimes months before the handler. So it's when you see the dog and handler become one and I just literally am walking behind you going I don't need to tell you anything because you understand you're reading a dog you're absolutely epic um and I use those words a lot epic awesome amazing um I just I do love it and I I love doing it with my own dogs but I probably love it that's why I became an instructor I love helping other people love man training as much as I do really exciting and as soon as we come off recording this podcast i'm going to definitely go and have a little look at it and find out more about it but talking about a little bit more what you've just said about body language that's a really fantastic skill to get your head around to understand what your de- your dog is telling us it really goes across the spectrum of things we do with our dogs doesn't it Yes, it does. And with man training, it's again, it's not a dog sport that you have to do every week. If you want to pick it up and drop it, it's fine because there's an element of it. Dogs are naturally good at it. Um, Yeah, you can do it once a month, once every other month. I've got clients that come every week and I've got some that come intermittently. Um, And 
yeah, they might not progress quite the same, but the dogs still come back into it pretty much where they were when they left it. Well, a big thank you to you, Natasha, for recording this podcast with us. It's been absolutely insightful. To those listening, I hope you've really, really enjoyed and that you found out more about a new sport or new hobby that you could enjoy with you and your dog. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed recording it and we look forward to speaking to you all next week. Thank you for listening to LWDG Dog with me, Joe Parrott. Now we all know training a dog takes time, energy and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com.